You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. What is happening? It's You're listening to the AME Radio Show. Welcome to the AME Radio Show. I'm your host, Jason Dowd, and I am so glad you guys joined us today to talk about everything art, music, and entertainment. So sit back, relax, and enjoy with us as we spend this time together. Now, it is Christmas time. It's been Christmas basically for about two weeks now, and we are on a push because in just about another two weeks, Christmas is here. So I want to get us ready and get us in the mood. This is my favorite time of year, and we're going to be doing that with a little bit of Christmas music. So I'm not going to talk a lot today. I want the music to just speak for itself. And I'm going to be playing a classic because I like the classics out there. I hear a lot of amazing Christmas music out there, but we've lost the classics, and I don't like that. So we're going to turn back to 1958 for a Johnny Mathis special, which is going to be coming up here in just a second. But before we get into anything, please, guys, check out our website, www.theamemagazine.com. Anytime you want, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, and be inspired. And if you've missed something, don't worry about it. It's all archived up there. And if you want to see what we have coming up, go check it out as well. We have also a couple of social media networks. We're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the AME experience. Uh, Twitter is at Dowd Studios. We're also on Instagram, and we are also on Snapchat. We are learning this a little bit, so just bear with us as we deal with the learning curve, but we'll be up there soon. We also have both of our apps now available as well, which is really cool. Uh, You can get it on the Android or Apple platform, and the Apple app actually has push notifications. We're trying to work to get the... um, the Android app to be able to do the same thing, so that's going to be something in the the near future. I didn't know we could do it, so uh, now that we could do it with the Apple, we definitely want to do it with the other thing, and it's free. So uh, if you want a really cool way of getting an updated notification of what's going to be happening and what's going on right now, we we don't send them out constantly, just a couple of, maybe once a week, if that, and you'll be up to date with what we have going on here at the AME Experience. Also, we have a brand new television episode that just came out and it is with Twinkle and it's also with Shaquita Smith. We're going to be talking to them about what they love to do and we are going to be dropping a brand new one here in the next week and that is going to have American Idol star Ayla Brown and we're also going to be going to the uh, Suncoast Primate Sanctuary and learning about primates. It's really fun. I think you guys are going to really enjoy that. So our guest that we have coming up today is Carolyn Ford. She is a singer-songwriter and she is talking to us about her brand new EP called, uh, actually single off of an EP called Sweeping Out the Dust. Then we have Robert Rook coming on. He's also a singer-songwriter, and he is talking about his brand new EP and single, both named The Road. We're going to be hearing both singles. I'm really excited to be able to talk to them, and I think you guys are going to enjoy their music as well. All right, guys, so let me go to a quick commercial break. We're going to come back and hear a little bit of Christmas music before we get into our guests. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy. We'll be back in a minute. Do you love horror, the strange and unusual, fantasy creatures, or urban legends? Do you want to step inside a dream or nightmare? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should check out internationally exhibiting artist Jason Dowd and his award-winning photographic collections by visiting www.imaginationartstudios.com. Get inside his mind and experience his inner weird. Hi everyone, my name is Darius Norman, the author of the new book entitled Rewriting Financial Rules. Have you wondered and needed advice in terms of repairing and building your credit? Do you need strategies to boost and to see quick results in building your credit? Do you need to learn how to protect yourself against financial 
predatory companies like debt collecting. Well, look no further. Rewriting Financial Rules is the perfect book to give you the step-by-step process to adjust and make those changes financially. Hi, this is Jennifer McGill from the New Mickey Mouse Club, also a new recording artist, and you're listening to AME Radio. From our family to yours. Season's greetings from the AME Experience. Now, enjoy this holiday favorite. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look at five and ten Listening once again With candy canes and silver lanes aglow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store But the prettiest sight to see Is the holly that will be On your own front door pair of hop-along boots and a pistol that shoots is the wish of Barney and Ben. Dolls will talk and will go for a walk is the hope of Janice and Jen. And mom and dad can hardly wait for school to start again. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. There's a tree in the Grand Hotel, one in the park as well, a sturdy kind that doesn't mind the snow. Right within your heart It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Soon the bells will start And the thing that will make them ring Carol that you sing right within your heart It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, Christmas Christmas Welcome back everybody we have on the line with us our special guest her name is Carolyn Ford and she is a musician and actress and you've seen her on How I Met Your Mother, My Wife and Kids, Hanging with Mr. Cooper and she has been seen on American Idol and uh, she is also a CMT's Can You Duet finalist. I love the play on words with that. And Sweeping Out the Dust is her brand new single that she's coming out. We're going to be talking to her about everything that she's got going on. So welcome to the show, Kiara. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm doing awesome. So you have quite a career going on, don't you? You have acting and musician, so you're a dual threat. What started first for you? Was it the acting or was it the singing? Uh, Professionally, I would say acting because uh, my mom didn't really know I could sing. I knew I knew I could sing in my head since I was like, before I could talk, I could hear music. Mm-hmm. So I knew I was going to be a singer one day, but that didn't really develop until um, one of my babysitters told her um, when she came and picked me up. She's like, did you know Karen knows how to sing? And she's like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's how I got started in singing. My grandmother was a singer, so, you know, she kind of showed me some of the ropes. Well, that's good when you have somebody that's actually done it, walk the walk and talk the talk. It does make it easier, especially somebody like your grandmother, because there's nothing like, you know, spending time with your grandmother and having fun with her and, and you know, letting, letting them teach you stuff that you know that only the, only the grandparents can. You know what I mean? Yeah, and she came from a, like a strict Italian family, mm-hmm. so it wasn't really, like, you know, good in her day to be a singer. So sure. her family kind of kind of forced her into nursing. But singing was always, she used to sing on the USO ship for the World War II and stuff like that. So she still got her little time in. So did you, did you kind of like start to sing before you went to American Idol and try out for that? Or did it, is that really where you took your first major step and that was like your first big break? Oh, no. Um, I've been singing forever and like singing competitions and um, you know, can you do it and stuff like that. So I definitely made music a part of my life early on. Uh, American Idol was kind of like 
the most explosive thing at once. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, there's just been tons of singing competitions and going on the road with different um, bands and celebrities. Like, I got to do a duet with Vince Gill when he was on tour. So, I mean, wow, that's that was cool. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> so is country the... the, the, the the genre that you decide that this is this is who you are or is it just something that you just you just pick up and love and you try to like incorporate other things into it um country is pretty much the first thing that i ever learned um my grandma told me to learn patsy klein songs mm-hmm. so that's kind of how i found my voice was through patsy klein and every time i would go to auditions even for different like record labels and stuff and they'd want a pop singer but I'd still go in there and sing Patsy Cline and Tammy Wynette. And honestly, like, it's how I've got, you know, more respect as a singer because my voice just didn't really work with the pop stuff. And I was going to get signed with RCA, and I went through so many people singing all, um, all these country songs all the way up until the end. And then they took me to the studio, and they're like, played this Christina Aguilera song and they're like okay so learn this you know and we'll come back in an hour and then we'll we'll record it and I was just like did you guys realize I sang country this whole time and now you want me to just bust out Christina Aguilera like this is not gonna work and sure enough it didn't I wasn't comfortable at all I didn't sound good in the recording you know I mean I sounded okay but the passion wasn't there so so yeah country has just always been my thing and Patsy Cline and Tammy Wynette and all those, those are classic country. I mean, those, that's really where country's meat and potatoes came from. So you really learned from and were inspired by some of the masters. Oh, yeah, for a fact. Like, they are my idols. Reba, too. Like, I, I love all the classic country. It's my favorite. <laughs> so what do you think about this new, like, I think they call it a country crossover where people are kind of, like, mixing, like, the heavy sounds of pop with country or sometimes if you get the the rock and roll with country so it kind of loses some of that classic country style uh some people you know it seems to be evolving more towards that now what's your take on something like that um well i'm hoping that the history will repeat itself and that we can kind of evolve back which i am seeing some new artists that come with some good stuff like john party i don't know you listen to some of his kind of feels a little more of a throwback. But, I mean, I even when I create music, it's, I get the pushback. I have this one song called Somebody, Somebody, and I wrote it with uh, Lawton Giles, who wrote uh, Let the Teardrops Fall by Patsy Cline. And it is, it is a Patsy Cline song, but I'm singing it, basically. And, you know, I try to push that one, and people are just like, oh, you know, it sounds older. And I'm like, well... So what? So you know, it's right. kind of it's kind of the industry also that is pushing forward these uh, types of sounds and music, and the people that are trying to come out with the older sounds, they're like, oh no, you know, we're in this new this new era now. But I'm trying to bring it back. Sweeping out the dust doesn't necessarily have the traditional stuff as much. It's more you know, classic breakup song. I'm throwing all your stuff out of my house. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'm looking towards the future and hoping that, you know, the, some of the more classic stuff that I've done originally will take on. Well, I love that you're keeping it real, and I know that uh, there's going to be a lot of people that love that classic country that are just standing up and cheering and applauding for you right now <laughs> trying to keep that trying to keep that <laughs> around. Because I've seen it on both sides. I've seen people that love it, and I've seen people that don't like the newer style, and I know that you're going to be making them very happy. Now, when it comes to classic country and stuff like that, I always felt like it's more than just getting out there and having passion for it, but it's an emotion. Because the way that they sang, it would, it would just spark emotions. And you could, you could tell if they were singing about something sad that they felt sad when they sang it. What's, that, what's your take on something like that? Do you feel that too? Oh, absolutely, 100%, definitely. And I think that's why I've been so connected to country for so many years is because I just, every time, you know, I do a lot of live stuff, whether it be in a competition or radio stuff or some fairs or 
you know, whatever. There's, as an artist, there's a broad spectrum. I could be singing at Tampa Bay, the national anthem for 73,000 people, and then I could be singing this Friday at the Mesa Music Festival for 25 people, you know? So you just never know who your audience is, but every time in the room or 10,000 people, if you can connect to what you're singing, then you pretty much nail it every time because you're just so drawn in with that emotion. And I haven't found any other genre in my life where I'm actually able to not only express that, but the the country audience is my absolute favorite. Um, The energy that they give back is always so rewarding. And it's just, people always try to push me out of country because of the way I look or I'm from California and I don't talk like I'm from the country. And I'm like, you know what? I'm an actress. You want me to throw on a country accent? I can do that all day long. But that's just not the way I talk. So I don't think it should be held against me because I love country music and I love the people in country. So I'm yeah. just going to keep doing my thing. <laughs> that's right. you got to stay real to whoever, whatever you, you feel most comfortable with and what defines you as an artist. And you can't let other people you know, influence that in any way, shape, or form because then it's not the true artist and then, you, then it's not fun anymore. Exactly. So I saw on a picture, huh? I said you got it right. That's right. (laughs) Well, I I, I do I do a lot of art myself, and I've had people say, "Oh, why would you want to do something like that? That's just nobody's going to care for it." And I'm like, I don't care what anybody cares for or not. I'm going to put it out there because that's the way I feel right now, you know. So you just don't let people steer you in the in the wrong direction. Well, that's the goal, my friend. No, I got. I went on your website here, and I saw that it, there's a picture of you singing the national anthem, I believe, at Raymond James Stadium. And it looks like because of the Golden Fifty, it was their fiftieth anniversary, which was 2015. Uh, was that something that you were invited to do? Did you, did you apply to do something like that? And was that your ever was that your first ever national anthem in front of a big sports crowd like that? Uh, no, I did. I've done the national anthem several times. I did for um, NASCAR um, twice. Once it was on ESPN, the other time it was on um, ESPN2. And um, for I've done it for the Clippers and the Phoenix Suns. I guess I just kind of got into that circuit. And once once you can nail it and, you know, they like working with you, then you just they just keep calling. So actually Tampa Bay called me and um, flew me out there and put me in the hotel with all the players and the coaches. And I was like, hey. Let's do this. <laughs> it was awesome. You know, I've been to a lot of sporting events. In fact, I live in Tampa, so I've been to that stadium many, many times. But one of the things I've noticed, and you, you could probably understand this or, or respect this too, is that every time people get out there, they sing the national anthem, but they t- tend to put their own twist on it, which I don't know if some people think that's a good thing, but some people think it's a bad thing. What do you feel about something like that? Is that is that cool to put your own your own twist on the national anthem? I mean, I think that you should do what you feel comfortable with, or it's not going to sound good. Mm-hmm. I think that um, you definitely want to, in my opinion, the way I've always done it is I do put a small, slight originality on some of the stuff, but the bottom line is the traditional way. I'll maybe change a note here or there, but I'm not doing the whole hallelujahs at the end. And the I mean, no, like I keep it pretty much traditional, but at the same time, recognizable to where it's my own style and this is how I sing it. And the one at Tampa, oh my gosh, that one just blew my mind. Singing for the for that was just I haven't ever had a moment like that in singing before because of the audience and just the way I felt and I just nailed every note and just they clapped at all the right times. I was like, this is like a storybook. (laughs) And you know what really is funny about that whole situation is that I was at the game that year, but I wasn't at that game. I was at the game before that. So I missed you by one game. Do you believe that? (laughs) Well, you never would have forgotten it. No, I don't think I would have. So, tell me a little bit about your song here that's, uh, that you just released called Sweeping Out the Dust. What's it all about? What's the story behind it? Well, the, um, it kind of has more of a deeper meaning, even though it's just like a fun song or whatever. 
it's just basically kind of like I see so many people when they're in these like high school, like young relationships and maybe you didn't have a good example of a relationship or you don't really know what a relationship is all about because you're so young, but you stick with it because you don't really know otherwise. Not always good for you. It could be very toxic. And so finally being able to just realize that you deserve to be happy pretty much every day, then, you know, you could just get rid of everything, forget everything, sweep out the dust and just move on. Mm. Now, did that have any any little bit of a backbone in your life? Uh, was this like from examples, or was this something that you just kind of like observed from other people? Oh well, no, I wrote it about a friend, but uh, no, I I mean I definitely have gone through it, and you know the young, like immature relationship at in high school where oh, yeah. you don't know what you're doing until you realize that you're in the wrong relationship, so you move on. So it's kind of one of those things to help girls or guys, you know, just find that strength within yourself to just move move past your comfort zone and just create your own life. Mm-hmm. Now, was this a, a song that you wrote by yourself or did you write it with somebody else? Um, how, how did you put this concept to paper? Well, I actually wrote it with um, this girl in L.A. and then uh, Johnny Garcia, or her name's Erica, and uh, Johnny Garcia is in Nashville. He's um, Trisha Yearwood's and Garth Brooks' guitarist. He's been Garth's guitarist for like 30 years or something. So um, I went to Nashville. We recorded just like a work tape, and then I re-recorded it at Universal in Santa Monica. So, you know, the work tape to a full production move, and then I filmed a music video so um, you'll have to check that out. Oh, absolutely! You know we will. And um, the the um, this particular this particular song it's just one on uh, it's just a single. But do you have other ones coming out? Or the, is this part of an EP or LP or uh, full length CD or anything like that? Um, well, these songs these three songs uh, sweeping out the dust that's been out um, on iTunes for a while. So I'm actually going to start putting out some of my other music. Um, just kind of. Uh, talking to, well, like you said, I shouldn't talk to anyone. I should just put out the one I want to put out, (laughs) which is the traditional one. (laughs) So, you know, maybe that one will be my next single. It's called Somebody, Somebody, and I love it. So um, I'll have to send it to you, get your opinion. And if you like it, you can play it. Absolutely. I'd love to do that for you. Now, thinking back, you know, you started started your, your, your music career, and obviously you have a vision of where you want to go. When you decide to, pull, to to call it a career, what do you hope people say about you and your music? I hope that they say that I remember when I was somewhere, when I heard this song, and it made me feel like blank. I think that music, music is a universal language, Mm-hmm. I went to Japan earlier in the year, and they played all American songs. And it was just amazing to see everyone coming together from other cultures, complete, like, different sides of the world, literally, but they could still connect. So if someone hears my song somewhere and it makes them dance or laugh or gets them through some type of hard time, then even if it's honestly just one person, then that's better than zero. So I'm honored. <laughs> so um, in the next few years, let's just look out five years from now, what are some of the biggest goals you hope to accomplish before those five years are up? Oh, man, you're really going deep here, Jason. That's right. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, um, I definitely am working towards being self-sufficient, even though the Internet is hard because it blows up so many people, so there's a lot of competition. But at the same time, once you find your loyal people in the industry, then, you know, it can just 
grow from there. So I definitely want to keep taking advantage of being able to put my music out online and write songs. And um, also, I miss acting. I haven't done anything in acting for like two years. Mm-hmm. And um, I definitely am going to want to become JLo. <laughs> yes. five years is up awesome. and do music and and radio and you know acting and modeling and everything she does but just the country version I like that I like that a lot well Kira we are just about out of time because I do want to play your song so I wish you all the best okay. you have been a lot of fun and uh, I can't thank wait you. to see what you have coming out in the future thank you so much and I'll send you that song so you can tell me how much you love it Absolutely, I will. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, Jason. You're welcome. All right, guys, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have so much more, so don't go anywhere. But before that, we are playing Sweeping Out the Dust right now. So sit back and enjoy. Walking in the house like a regular day, but being here doesn't feel the same. I still see our pictures on the wall. I smell your cologne walking down the hall. Pulling the sofa prints on the floor Gonna drag me in the mud anymore Can't wait to throw your tools away And the Christmas present your mother gave Today I'm gonna clean house Throw all memories out Forget about you and us I'm sweeping out the dust Jason Dowd of Imagination Art Studios is proud to announce the release of his steampunk collection, which is currently on tour across the country. There you will see beautiful handmade masks from Venice, Italy that accentuate beautiful women to create amazing stories and feelings to those who visit the collection. Each photo series has a theme, mask, authentic props, and beautifully elaborate outfits, all collaborated in the mind of Jason Dowd to create the right emotion and feeling. The masks come from a shop in Epcot at the Italian Pavilion, where all these photos are on display for you to see. This is one of the biggest accomplishments of his career having his work at Disney. Come see the beautiful first release of the series, which includes Distressed Dancer, Spanish Serenade, The Pied Piper, and Reaching for the Czars. You can see them in person or online at www.imaginationartstudios.com. For more information, visit the website. Again, it's imaginationartstudios.com. Our Facebook is Imagination Art Studios. Twitter is at Dow Studios. And Instagram is at Jason Dow. Come and be mesmerized by the masks and the stories behind them. This is Jen Lilly reminding you to watch The Spirit of Christmas on Lifetime, December 19th at 8 p.m. Hi, this is Serena Palmer from Radio Rebel, and you're listening to the AME Radio Show. From our family to yours. Season's greetings from the AME Experience. 
Welcome back, everybody. We have on the line with us our special guest. His name is Robert Rook. He has a brand new uh, EP and single, both named The Road, because The Road is obviously a single on the EP, and he's influenced by blues and rock and roll and so much more. We're going to talk to him about his, his brand new album, uh, his brand new single, his passion for music, and so much more. Welcome to the show, Robert. How are you doing today? Hey, pretty good. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. So, I guess let's kind of start off for how did you get into being a musician? When, when did you find the passion for it? Were you young? Was it just recently? Did it kind of stumble upon it? Yeah, I came by it pretty honestly. My dad was a professional musician, singer-songwriter back in his day. Uh, so there, always, there was always some guitars laying around the house. So I picked those up when I was pretty young. I think I wrote my first song actually when I was in grade 5. So I was like 10 years old. And uh, since then, was just involved in band class throughout school. Played bass guitar and some other instruments and picked up the guitar around 13 years old. Started writing some songs. And uh, that kind of took me through high school, playing in some bands, some rock bands and things like that. And then uh, I actually studied jazz guitar in post-secondary. Mm-hmm. So I went to college. And uh, since then, I've just been playing bands as a guitar player. And uh, just recently, the last couple of years, started getting more serious with the singing and the songwriting. And I uh, came out with my EP. And here we are. That's awesome. So... When did you start to find a love for the blues? Because really, the, kind of, the blues are really kind of the, the heart and soul of rock and roll. Uh, it just evolved a little bit, and so it sounds a little different than it used to, but what made you fall in love with the blues and be influenced by it? Yeah, totally. Um, it was hearing Stevie Ray Vaughan oh, yeah. for the first time. So I plugged in his, uh, his CD, the greatest hit CD, and I was trying to fall asleep listening to it, and uh, Little Wing came on. And so when I heard that track... Um, I knew that I needed to figure out how the heck to play a blues guitar, and uh, so I started diving into more Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, some John Mayer stuff, actually, and, uh, you know, Albert King, B.B. King, uh, and, and all that stuff, and um, then that kind of evolved into checking out other types of music, and that's where jazz came in, so it kind of went from blues to jazz, and the whole time I was interested in country music as well, partly because of my dad and my early influence with the country, so it all sort of molded together, and uh, again, here we are, coming out with the road, and uh, you get a little bit of a little bit of all of that in, in the EP, so. You know, I'm not a musician, but I love music, and music has been a part of my life for years. Uh, you know, the one thing you just said was a blues guitar. I didn't know there was a blues guitar. What's the difference between a blues guitar and a regular guitar? Well, I guess... What I mean by figure out the blues guitar is, is just figure out how to play blues on the guitar, right? Just the expression of the blues on that instrument. So um, more the style I wanted to figure out how to express blues music on the guitar. And, you know, I have such a, an admiration for people that can play the guitar because when I pick it up, you know, I see people put their fingers on the on the uh, the neck of the guitar and they can play these different soon, tunes. When I do that, it goes... Voot! <laughs> you know, and it makes no sound at all. I'm like, how do you manage to do that? I mean, it's it's so impressive. Yeah, totally. Um, sounded like that for me, too, when I first picked it up. <laughs> but, um, you know, baby steps, learning all the basics, and, um, you know, learning how other guys that, uh, that I admired and everything, how they played. Um, I had an... Uh, a very valuable resource, I guess, in my dad, too. So when I was really young, he was able to sort of coach me into how to properly play the instrument and show me some basics, and that was uh, that was huge for me. So Now, your dad, was he, was he really an instrument? Did he, was he backing you 100% on this? Because I know sometimes I've talked to some other musicians before, and they were, either their parents were um, musicians or they are musicians and their kids are trying to get into it and then some of them you know kind of shy away from it because they know the business they know it's tough how was your dad about that was he helping you was he supporting you 100 percent yeah it's been 100 percent support um there hasn't been any pressure by any means i think i just fell into it honestly and fell into it naturally um but it's just been 100 percent support and anything he can do to help me and coach me along and you know show me things um, on the guitar when I was really young, or whether it's helping me with songwriting, he'll do a lot of editing and critiquing of, 
uh, songs that I create and things like that. So that's been very valuable, and you know, it's just been 100% support. You know, music is so infectious. It's also extremely therapeutic, and it's honestly, I, I tell everybody that I talk to that's a musician, it's a time machine. Because there, you can hear a song and it will travel you back to a certain time, whether it be good, bad, happy, sad, or something, and you feel emotions from it. You know, what's it like for you? What What's the best part of music for you? Do you get that same feeling that I do? Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, I get very nostalgic over certain types of music and uh, those nostalgic feelings, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I'm a huge kind of history buff I guess in a sense I love listening to older music and um, sort of thinking into the time and space of when that music would come out and I love learning about older music and things like that and through that it'll definitely give me different feelings and um, yeah I'm a big fan of that for sure you know, I'm an artist myself. I've been doing, uh, you know, photography for a long time. And when I sit back and I look at all the stuff I've done since the beginning, I realized how much I've changed, how much it's evolved, and that I've gotten better along the way. Um, and, you know, I, I realized that pretty quickly into when I started taking photos to now. So it really wasn't like a, you know, 20-year span or 5 years year span. It's just maybe a year, year and a half. Have you been able to look back at some of the stuff that you started to write to the stuff you're writing now, and also the music that you're releasing now to the music you, you played back then. Have you seen growth in your in your music? Have you seen a style change that maybe even even like, wow, I can't believe I sounded like that, and I, you know, I'm I'm surprised I went this way. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm actually, as we talk, as we speak, I'm opening up an old journal, an old book with some of my old lyrics when I was a teenager, and uh, it's hilarious. I can't even believe that anybody listened to any of that, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, just immense growth. When I was early on in my songwriting and my guitar playing, it was very bluesy based and or blues based, and and um, I think over the last couple of years, I've matured in my writing and just subject matter and being able to put my point across. Uh, and guitar playing as well has come a long way. You know, I was always under the impression that was there was sort of a certain age that. Um, that you would reach and you wouldn't really improve past that for me that was always the age of 21 i always thought okay by the time i hit 21 that's going to be exactly that's going to be me right but um you know years have gone by since then and continued seeing growth continued continued seeing maturity in what i've been writing and guitar playing has been improving and i think you're just always always improving and always changing so definitely now, when you're writing songs, what do you feel is the most essential part of that song that needs to be inco incorporated or um, maybe just observed and, and, and uh, manipulated into the song somehow? There's always that one thing that you know, stands out above everybody that makes, it, makes them special with, with their songwriting. So what is it for you? Is it, is it a certain lyric? Is it a certain style, certain beat, certain feel? What's it? For me... I think it's a certain type or certain amount of honesty, um, honesty and originality. That's what I always try to try to shoot for with what the stuff that I write. Um, I try to keep it pretty personal, um, but in a way that other people will be able to relate relate to, and um, I try to fit that into being some type of hook in the song. So um, that's kind of my approach to it. Mm -hmm. And that's um, always what I'm kind of keeping in the back of my mind when I'm writing my tunes, is keeping it honest, yet allowing people to relate to it, and somehow making that the hook. Now, I've, I've watched, I've been listening to music for many, many years, and, you know, every time I pick up a song, I can almost tell exactly who it is, because they, they have something about that song, whether it's their, their unique vocals, whether it's a certain type of riff, whether it's... Uh, uh, a style, something, it makes it unique to them. Like John Mayer, you could pick up, you can pick up any one of his songs and you know it's him. Yeah. What's it for you? What part, what, if you could think over your songs, what would be that one thing that would make you stand out above the rest and everybody knows this is a Robert Rook song? I think probably the voice, to be honest. Um, I think my voice is a little different. I'm different in the way that you know, it's not 
maybe the most typical sounding country voice or the most typical sounding blues voice or rock and roll. You know, it's I've sort of taken things from all three of those genres as we've talked about before and I sort of molded it all together to get this um, mix, mix of, um, you know, the way I express and punctuate my words and, and, and the way I sing, I guess, in general. So uh, I think for me it would be my voice and then also my guitar playing. Um, again, it's just a mix of those three, and it all comes together to make one identifiable sound, I think. So that's what I would say. Now, you know, just like any any type of artist, you know, you do things that please you. You know, it, it's it's special to you. So as you do it over and over and over again, it can be very redundant. So how do you stay fresh with your stuff so you don't fall into the same song? It's like, oh, my gosh, goodness, another song about this. How do you stay yeah. fresh? <laughs> uh, the way I stay fresh is by constantly diving into new types of music um, and finding finding inspiration in different types of music. So whether it's, again, blues or rock or country or I have a huge appreciation for jazz music. Um, so I like going in and checking out jazz and constantly learning new things, um, maybe new ways to do something on the guitar, and that'll inspire maybe a new lyric, or maybe that'll inspire a whole new song. Um, so that's one of the ways I go about staying fresh. Um, another is just um, trying to stay inspired outside of music, so doing new activities. You know, I try to read a lot um, and just try to educate myself and so all these things help to to uh, keep this freshness and inspiration going and uh, that's my approach to it anyway so tell me about this brand new EP that you have out that's got to be really exciting to be able to say uh, and of course your single off of it called uh, the road so tell us a little bit about that how did it come about what's it what's the song about what's the album like yeah so uh, this project's a little interesting it's been out actually for a year and a half, almost two years, I recorded it um, as soon as I got back from L.A., so I was I was doing the guitar program down in Hollywood at um, Musicians Institute, and I just really wanted to focus on guitar playing. And it didn't turn out to be what I was expecting, so I came home, and I knew that what I wanted to do was, was create something. I didn't really necessarily want to be that studious guitar player anymore, so I had these songs written, in the past, I think one of the the first ones that I knew was going to be on this project was The Road. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had that one ready to go, and I wanted to write some other tunes kind of around that style, around that vibe. So I wrote the, the other four. Um, and then I went into the studio and I recorded them, and uh, we came out with a hard copy. But for some reason I hesitated with, with going further with it, and the hard copy just sort of sat there, and I continued playing guitar for other people. And then uh, finally got my budding gear, and I went and re-recorded the vocals just recently, mm-hmm. and then digitally released it. And that's why it seems like it just came out, is because I, I updated it, we kind of redid some stuff, we put it out digitally, and uh, then it really started you know, catching people's ears and, and making some traction. And so um, that's the story behind the EP and the project. And then the road, um, you know, if you listen to it, it's pretty obviously, well, for me, it's about a girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, you know, just having to choose choose your paths in life, you know. At that time, I was, I was pretty young, and she was young, and we just had to go our different ways. And we had to choose, and uh, that song popped out, so... so. Now, out of this particular EP that you have, you got to have at least five, six songs on there. What song, if if I was to pick it up, if you picked it up today and listened to it, what song best fits you? I mean, it, it's like this is you. I mean, obviously they all are, but there's always that one that stands out. Even when I look at my pictures, that's the same thing. What yeah. what song is it for you? For me, it's uh, either the road or the other tune that uh, that I think is. A really good representation of of me, I guess, is uh, time and space. So that's um, I think that's the fourth track on the on the EP there. Um, a little more rock oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some blues and country vibes in it too. But um, yeah, so time and space, I think, and the road, those two. And 
What was one of the most difficult things about physically putting this album together? Was there anything that delayed it? Was there any song that was just like, wow, I can't, you know, I got to get this thing done. And then when it comes out, it's like, this is amazing. I can't believe, you know, it was worth the struggle. Was there anything like that that came up through this particular, uh, you know, uh, process of creating this EP? Not really, to be honest. It it happened really quick when we initially went in to record it. Um, I had all the demos done up and hired the studio musicians, and we went in on Friday, and we cut the tracks, and then I laid guitar stuff down Saturday, laid vocals down Sunday, and within a couple months, we had the hard copies, and everything was all completed. So it happened really quick. Um, there was nothing that hung us up. There was nothing that that was an issue. Um, I guess just later down the road, it was re-singing the vocal tracks, I guess. So maybe maybe that was a bit of a bit of a hiccup in the beginning but um but otherwise it, it happened really quick that's really nice when you have when you have that ability to do that because it just it flows you don't waste money you don't sit there and you know sit there sit there and constantly second guess yourself as you're going through it it's like okay well i like this i don't like this now i like this i don't like this because i know yeah. musicians like that you know they sit there sometimes they they think about it too much they analyze it too much and it was perfect just the way it was mm-hmm. yeah no it was great the way it happened we were in and out and project was done <laughs> wow. So it was really good. So tell us a little bit about uh, anything that you have coming up. Do you have any new uh, new music out? Do you have any uh, tours that you're going to be coming up with? Uh, what's going on in your world? Yeah, I've got a bunch of new songs and new material written. I'm hoping to be able to record those pretty soon. Um, one of them in particular I'm thinking about recording and putting out as a single, so hopefully that will happen pretty soon. Um, as far as the tour go, there's, goes, there's no tour set up just yet but i got a lot of private shows and a lot of local gigs uh coming up through december january um a couple shows in the spring that are booked up and maybe in between there we can organize a little tour but um you know i gotta talk with some people about that but uh yeah that's what's coming up coming up in the future so most importantly how can people follow you and how can also people buy your music you can find my music almost on all platforms i think we got itunes iTunes Music or Apple Music. Um, we got YouTube. It's on Spotify and I believe SoundCloud. All the major platforms, and um, and I've got the Instagram, the Facebook, the Snapchat, all the social medias. So if anyone's interested in that, they can find me on there, and you know, stay stay up to date with what I've what I've been up to. Well, Robert, this has been a lot of fun, and I'm going to, uh, we're going to cut out now because I want to be able to play your song here. So thank you for coming on and being a great guest and sharing your passions with us, and I wish you all the best on this EP and hopefully new, uh, new ones and maybe a full-length album coming out soon. Yeah, perfect. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. All right, guys, we have uh, The Road playing on right now, so sit back, relax, and enjoy that, and then after that, we got a commercial, but we'll be right back after that. She's there for me to see If you see my lady Lord, would you speak to her for me Could you tell her that I love her No matter where she might be Oh, she drove away into the night Took a left, I took a right the why in the road that became her and I Our hearts grew apart, yeah, it started when she took that new job Down in Raleigh, I loved her just the same But I blame it on the road that took her a different way Local diner 
Could you tell her to go? I don't want her waiting any longer on me. 'Cause time has the power to set us both free. Oh, she drove away into the night. Took a left, I took a right. At the white in the road that became. Exhibiting artist Jason Dowd, and I released one of my most profound photographic collections to date, my 3D collection. Since 2009, I've looked for ways to bring my art to life in ways that would amaze my audience. After a rare malfunction at Disney, I realized that 3D was the way to go. Now the series can be seen in galleries all the way across the United States. If you want to see this collection, contact my studio, Imagination Art Studios, by visiting www.imaginationartstudios.com and ask how. While you're there, check out my award-winning Dreams, Nightmares, Fears, and Fantasy collection, as well as my Morbid Sensations collection. Again, that's www.imaginationartstudios.com. Welcome back, everybody, and we are almost to the end of the show. I hope that you've had a great time with us today, because I know I've had a wonderful time with both you and our guests. And I hope that you've been able to see something new that they have going on, and maybe you'll go check it out yourself. I hope that you'll go check it out. And of course, if they've inspired you to do something and follow your dreams, please do so yourself, because there's nothing more satisfying than accomplishing a goal. So... We're, we're still on the Christmas theme here, and I'm really excited that it's that time of year. And one of the things that I love to do around now is make Christmas cookies. And one of the things that I have done with my parents, well, my mom, basically, since I was really young, was I made gingerbread bears. I love gingerbread bears. They are my favorite cookie. They are also the hardest to make. So, of course, the, that would be my favorite one. My mom hates making them, but I love making them, and I love eating them with her around the Christmas tree, around Christmas time. So, hopefully, we'll be able to keep that tradition alive, too. And, you know, I had a really cool Christmas story when I was younger. I wanted one day to actually capture Santa. I wanted to see him with my own two eyes. And when I lived up in Connecticut, we, we were on a two-story house, and the stairs that would lead up to our bedrooms was going straight down into the main door. And we always sat a table out there with cookies and milk, 
for Santa. So I figured this year I'm going to catch him. So I went up there, and at the top of the door, because it was literally a two-family house, you could close the doors to the upstairs. So we always kept one door closed, always had one door open. And I'm sitting there behind the one door, and it was kind of like a bifold door with a with a veneer, uh, I can't remember the name, but they're like little louvers inside of it. So I could see through it. And I sat there and I waited and I waited and I waited. And it was going on probably near 11, 11.30, and I just couldn't stay up anymore. So I fell asleep. Um, when I woke up the next morning, the cookies were, were eaten and the milk was drink. And I was like, I missed him. I can't believe I missed him. That has always played such a powerful memory inside of my head around Christmas time. I always wonder what it would be like to catch Santa Claus. Now, I know the truth about Santa Claus, and I know it was just my parents that did it. But how did they know I was awake? Because I didn't make any sound. I knew that if I made a sound, Santa wouldn't come. So how they knew that I was up that long, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how they knew it. They just did. So... I decided to take a photograph series of what that would have been like if I had met Santa Claus. And I did this around 2010. And I put it together, and it is on my website, my art website, Imagination Art Studios. It's in uh, Dreams, Nightmares, Fears, and Fantasies, Part 4. So if you guys get a chance to go check that out, if I had met Santa Claus that night, that is exactly what what I would envision the experience being like. Okay, guys, so what are your favorite Christmas memories? What are your favorite Christmas traditions? There are so many out there, believe it or not, and I love hearing about them. So if you have a chance, get on Twitter, get on Facebook, get on my email, and let me know what you love to do. And maybe we'll share that with our fans and and stuff if you want us to in an upcoming show. I would love to be able to do that. There's nothing more fun than sharing traditions and how we celebrate things because your traditions may inspire somebody else's and say, wow, I'd love to try that myself. Or, man, I really, I, I can relate to that. I, like my memory here, you know, we could, we could maybe relate to that. So keep those, keep those, keep those, that correspondence coming. Let us know what you have uh, in terms of, you know, Christmas traditions and maybe we'll share them. All right, guys, so that's about all we have for you guys. Uh, I do have some new news coming up. We are going to be starting a new segment for the AME television show, but it's also going to be its standalone show as well, and it's called A Day in the Life Of, and this is where we're going to go out and try to film what it's like to be this particular profession or an entertainer or celebrity for a day. So we're going to follow them around, have a little bit of fun, and learn what it's like to be one of those people. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be like a true, it's going to be like an e-true story or true Hollywood story without having to have a train wreck life to be able to be a part of it. So I think you guys are going to have a lot of fun with that. That's coming out really soon too. All right, guys. So tune in next week. We are on every Friday at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time on AM FM 247 Broadcasting Network and their 11 AM FM stations across the United States. We are also on the same network again Saturday night at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They are two completely different shows, so tune in each day to find out somebody new that we have. Also, we are on WKLAP.com every Friday at 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are also on Radio Love at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Saturday night. That's Radio L-U-V. Do not type in L-O-V-E. You won't hear it. It's L-U-V.com, and we're so glad to be a part of all of these amazing networks. We're also on iHeart, too, and if you are a part of iHeart, you can subscribe to us and get the show in advance. Go to iHeart.com, type in AME Radio Show. You can also get us on iTunes as well. All right, guys, that's all I have for you guys today. We will be back again next week, same time, same channel. Keep those creative juices flowing. Good night, everybody. That's the end. We're done. Calm down, people. Calm down. Okay? That's it.